Hello, everyone. This is your host, Too Clever Mafia, and you are listening once again to the Too Clever Mafia podcast. Hello, AJ. Hello, Mafians out there listening. Hello, new listeners. Welcome. Welcome. And we've got a great show for everyone out there today, and this is the sequel, uh, if you will want to call it that, to our uh, hot caffeine uh, story that we did quite a while back that everyone kind of really enjoyed so uh, we're going to release another one this one's called american slices divide conquer repeat this is another story i wrote uh, quite a quite a while ago and kind of tweaked it over the years and wanted to bring it all to everybody today so we're going to sit back you're going to relax it's uh we're going to give you a little summary of what the chapters are going to be about so the first chapter is going to be basically go it goes on about how the political parties uh actually separate America. Um, and the, the second chapter is mostly about uh, the cultural divide that uh, politics, uh, in my opinion, uh, create. Uh, along with, uh, there's a, a chapter about um, America Today. There's another chapter about, we're going to go over about uh, the big city versus big town, which is a, a fun chapter. So this is all part of a book, uh, not even going to tell you when it was published that I had published a long time ago. And uh, we're going to just kind of go over the, the summary of it instead of you having to read the whole book. If you like it, you can go out and find it. I don't even know if it's for sale anymore. Matter of fact, I don't even know if that my publisher's even in business anymore. That's horrible. I think it was some sort of crime racket he was involved in. But Really? Anyway. Yeah, I think so, AJ. <laughs> so sit back, relax. We're going to start with uh, good old chapter one. After this short break, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe on the podcast that you're listening to. We really do appreciate that. And check us out on all our social medias at Two Clever Mafia and over on our website, www.twoclevermafia.com. And get some snacks. We will be right back after this and dive right into American Slices, Divide, Conquer, and Repeat. Well, hello, everyone out there. You are listening to the Two Clever Mafia podcast, and I am your host, Two Clever Mafia, and we are back again. Hello, AJ, over in the sound booth. How are you today? Good morning. Well, good morning to you, AJ, and uh, how was your weekend? Same old, same old. Oh, okay. Well, not too much excitement these days with uh, nothing going on since we can't go anywhere or do anything. Uh-huh. But we're going to jump right in here to chapter one of American Slices, Divide, Conquer, and Repeat. And chapter one is all about how the political parties separate America. Or the question really is, do the political parties separate America? So I guess we'll start off by, there. there's three major, if you want to call it three major, I, I think there's two and then one not so major, like a minor party in America, right? You have your Democrats, your Republicans, and then your independents. And then there's a, a slew of others. They never really get enough votes to be counted in most places. Although there is a significant amount of people that uh, do vote. Um, and percentage-wise, uh, you know, millions of people that don't vote for the traditional uh, Democrat or Republican party. So, uh, we'll get to that in a moment, but there, there, there is a lot of talk about um, 
these days about everyone coming together. You know, of course, everybody wants to be united, but only if, um, I, I feel only if you're on their team, you know, they talk about uniting us, but if you have their beliefs and you're willing to do what they say, when they say to do it, then they want unity. And, you know, are, are we supposed to be understanding or are we supposed to be dismissive or if we're unapologetic or just not interested, uh, we're not a member of their party and the parties would, um, would rather not have us because we are, uh, you know, we'll go against the, the, the rank and file. So I feel that if we were able to get rid of these, the party concept and come up with other ways, other ways, I mean, this is modern America folks. And I feel it would be simple or it should be simple with all of the technology that we have. I mean, even with my knowledge, I mean, I, I call myself a, a medium tech guy where, you know, I'm not high tech, I'm medium tech. I'm, I'm not low tech. I'm not, you know, I'm not in that class, but I'm definitely medium tech. And with, but with just with my knowledge, I mean, to create a system where we can log on to our computers or our phones and vote, why is that so challenging? I mean, a, a American Idol can do a vote and you and only, you know, uh, all of these different, uh, what is it, Publishers Clearinghouse and um, HGTV, Mrs. Mafia is very big in that. HGTV, they know how, they, don't, they give you three or four votes so you can vote twice a day or whatever it is. And that's it. They cut you off. You're not allowed to vote again. So if they, you know, why can't the American government figure out a way to make it so it's secure? Everybody's vote counts, you know, one time and, and do it in a way that's more convenient and, and more modern compared to the archaic way. Now, there is something to be said about the, the vintage way or the old way of doing things, but Times have changed and people, um, you know, regardless of what you feel, uh, how this previous election was, was handled, uh, you know, this, the old way of doing things aren't necessarily as secure as the new way. I mean, just look at our currency, for example, if we still printed our currency the same way we did in the sixties and seventies, you know, more than half of our currency would be counterfeit. So we had to develop, you know, because the technology was there and people could, and printers and whatnot, and they were able to counterfeit those, that, those funds. And, and so the government had to stay ahead of it. And even in some cases, famous cases, they've even hired criminals who were professional counterfeiters to go and, you know, work for the government and make, make ways to secure our, I think it was our, our checks and they use special print. And, and then even our currency. So that way people can't use the new technology to counterfeit. So same with our elections. There, there's got to be ways. And there, people can fake things and fraudulent. And I, I don't know. There just seem to be too many holes. And it's getting old and technology is getting better. And it's something that we need to fix. You know, why should the government of each state get electoral votes? That's my next thing. You know, why don't we use the popular vote? I mean, I, I know historically, and I know the reasons behind it, and, and m most of my listeners, I would imagine, do, but why why should the government um, of each state get an electoral votes? And they all do things differently by how they calculated the votes, and, 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 but 
the popular vote, and I read this somewhere a while ago, and the popular vote, uh, the reason why our forefathers came up with the Electoral College was because the average citizen, uh, they felt, wasn't smart enough and wasn't wise enough to choose their representative, their governors, or even their president. So, does anybody, anybody out there see anything wrong with this? You know, I mean, the, the idea that we all have been sold is that, you know, the politician's job is to re represent us, to do what we want, to do our bidding, you know, not make laws that they personally feel would, would get them some TV time or, or a handful of voters and, and, you know, that actually, you know, those voters are probably the ones that actually call the public official's office and complain. And they're the ones that, that, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, so to speak. But maybe it's time. And maybe this, you know, in a way is all by design and not, not a good design or not in a good way. Uh, maybe if, if, if they keep this divide or they keep this, you know, um, government tight knit with very little, real public opinion where they keep this divide it creates more teams now hear me out it creates more teams and by them creating more teams uh you know obviously it's going to create winners and losers i mean that's just the nature of, of a team right you're playing on a team you, you some win some don't some lose and you're playing against others but there's definitely more profit in it if there's more teams I mean, look at sports, right? But there's definitely going to be more profit in it. And if we all want the same thing, there's no money in it. So they, by nature, it seems like they create these winners and losers, these different teams or different political parties or, or different candidates, you know, which, which then divide the people because they go towards their candidate. Then, you know, what if we, what if we all wanted a hamburger from, from McDonald's? Uh, you know, um, if we all wanted a hamburger from just McDonald's, that's the only hamburger we liked and we all, and sorry for the vegetarians out there and, you know, maybe fries or uh, we don't even eat McDonald's. Who knows? It's just an analogy. But if we all wanted just hamburgers from McDonald's, Burger King and Wendy's and all the other in and out burger and all the other international food chains, would they be out of business? There'd be, it'd be no money for them. So you need to keep these separate teams and each team tries to do a little bit to attract, you know, if you think of the fast food restaurants analogy, which um, you have all the fast food chains, they all serve hamburgers. Very interesting. But they do just a little bit different. You know, uh, uh, McDonald's has a double cheeseburger. There's no lettuce. So if you're a fan of lettuce, maybe you like Wendy's because they have lettuce on their double cheeseburger. Or maybe you like flame broiled and you go to Burger King. So they all, basically it's the same product. They're just spicing it up just enough to get that team, get that group of people to follow them, which the analogy obviously would be to follow this political uh, party or, or representative or whoever it is. You need those teams. Or if you don't create a team, you don't create that controversy, then you're not, you, you, so it, it pays to divide America is what I'm, what I'm, what I'm getting at. If you look at it from a financial perspective, I mean, since, I mean, human beings love choice. 
We all love variety. It's understandable. We all like different things, you know, you know, but so they give us this variety. They give us this technically this two choice party, two poor parties to choose from a this or that scenario, which is an old sales tactic for those of you who might be have, have been in sales. You know, you give them a this or that and you choose one and people are generally mindless of it. You know, you don't let them choose everything on the board because it just will take too long and to narrow it down. And some people are very indecisive. So you give them a this or that scenario, you know, Republican or Democrat, you know, the, the, the ones that really are undecided end up in the independent column and, Hey, we don't need you right now unless you're closer to our side. You know, it's like, if you like lettuce, you're on our team. If you don't, you know, it's fine. Go to McDonald's. I know it's a crazy analogy, right, AJ? It's the, yep. it, it's the simplest way I could have, I thought this up. I mean, you can't really think of it any other way. Um, it, you have to simple, you have to dumb this down because they keep it so complicated. They keep this process so complicated because if it wasn't, at the end of the day, it probably wouldn't be profitable. And let's face it, all our politicians, most of them, no, they're wearing the fancy brands. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're, they've got a lot of money. They've got a lot of money and they're looking to spend it and they want more of it. Who, no matter which one you are, they start out poor and they end up rich when, they're, when they retire if they are a politician. And if they start rich, they're just going to get richer. That's just how it works, folks. It's like, the, like a business, right? I mean, the big hamburger chains, they sit on every corner and every intersection of America. You know, not, not really, but, but, you know, you can't even see the mom and pop hamburger places. You don't even know where they are because they're they're in the shadows of of these big mega conglomerate corporations and their huge signs. And they sit on a side street somewhere and they put a lot more care into it because it's their little mom and pop business and they want it to be the best that they can be. But eventually these shops and restaurants close as people make their choice. They're not choosing the the independent. They're choosing the Republican or the Democrat, and some aren't choosing at all. But they, you know, without even thinking about what they're actually doing sometimes. And the ones that do realize the combined results of their choices and the few uh, compared to the masses who unknowingly are choosing that convenience over quality or the, the, the price, the cheap price over quality, um, and it's all about that in-your-face advertising. You know, they're, they're choosing that over the quality. Uh, all these big corporate, this big corporate money eventually ends up back in the hands, you know, of the politicians who are shouting, vote for me. Most of us are just compelled to do so. So whether that was about politics or uh, fast food chains. I don't know. <laughs> I think I started off talking about politics and hopefully everybody was able to follow me there. But, um, whether you choose Republican or Democrat, you're choosing that separation right there. You're choosing your team. And with that team comes that divide. So, you know, you, the best you can hope for, and I've said this before, is is fifty percent of the people like you. Other than that, it's 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 a crapshoot. You're not going to have more than that. So, um, it it goes back and forth depending on which poll you read and how accurate they are and how many people they called. You know, they 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 say the hundred people they called represent three hundred plus million Americans, which 
doesn't always crack up to be that, but yep, I don't know. Let me know what you think. Head over to our social medias, Twitter, sound off. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Facebook, whether you agree or not. Um, I love to wrap my head around some of this too. I mean, this is what I've come up with over the years, but just, uh, www.twocleverMafia.com. Like and subscribe to the podcast if you're listening to us. We're going to take a little break. We don't like these to run too long. And we're going to be back with the um, the next chapter that was in the story was um, Culture Divide. That's a fun one. Right, AJ? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's always a fun topic to go over. So we will be right back after this short break. Welcome back to the Too Clever Mafia podcast. I am your host, Too Clever Mafia. Hello, AJ, over in the sound booth. How are you today? I'm fine. That's great. And all my mafians and everybody out there listening, hello and welcome. Welcome back. We are in, we're in deep, right, AJ, with this uh, this new American Slices Divide and Conquer story. Divide, Conquer, Repeat. I'm sorry. And we are into Chapter 2, Cultural Divide. Cultural Divide. And... There's a lot to say about this, folks. And cultural divide, a lot of people say cultural divide is, is normal. I mean, instinctually, we want to be around people that are similar to ourselves. And, which is, there's, in, in my eyes, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and only people from your own town or your own city, you know, they're the only ones that know how to do things right. You know, you ever hear anybody say that? And You know, yep. there's a, such a cultural differences between all of us from everything from different foods to, to different hairstyles to clothing styles and different languages different religions and different political and uh, motivations and, and everybody is different so there, there's nothing wrong with that um, and when those those differences are forced on other people um, who don't want them um, who it's not part of their culture. Is that right? I mean, that's the question. Um, and I think that's when the trouble begins to start. I mean, look at Rome. Okay, look at the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire at one time, I mean, they owned most of the world, uh, uh, you know, the populated world, not, not the United States. But, you know, they marched their sh- soldiers I'm having trouble saying S's today, folks. So just just bear with me. I, I got a, a, a sore lip. and uh, But they marched their soldiers around from town to town, city to city, conquering them and, and, and calling them their own. Uh, they forced people into slavery. They forced people uh, to, to believe in their religions, um, you know, and all their gods and, and whatnot. And it, it, it took a while. But people eventually prevailed and people want to do things their own way. They want to pray to their own gods or not pray at all uh, without being oppressed or prosecuted or um, in most back then you were executed. Um, But it's a great thing though, to learn about all cultural beliefs, uh, other religions. And and the reason being is it it does, it, it builds your character. It builds your understanding of one another. Um, and to not know, to be ignorant of, of ways of, of other cultures 
is it, it, why not learn as much as you possibly can in the short time that you're on this earth about everything and anything. And it, it, it kind of, it will help you on your own journey. Right? So they, when things are forced upon people who have no interest in doing things a different way though, then even if it's not the norm or it's not popular, uh, it, you know, it's, it, I think it's wrong. It's wrong to force people to try to see things your way. I mean, they, they, they have their right. I mean, you can, you can debate, you can present, but to force people to do what you do or automatically they're outcast or automatically they're wrong. It's just, it doesn't make sense. I mean, it doesn't make sense as a human being to one, another human being, just because you, and a lot of it has to do with a lack of understanding. You know, I've spoken to thousands of people, thousands of listeners um, over the years, thousands of different people who I've worked with or worked for, or have worked for me. And over the years, and, and when I found a cultural belief or a belief of any kind for that matter, that was different than mine, or I had no knowledge of a particular culture, I, I would ask. I, I would ask questions to learn. Um, and I have learned so much because of my curiosity. And, and not because it was be forced upon me in school or by the government. It, I was able to learn truths that I... You know, they're just not public, published in books and little cultural tidbits, I'll call them, that unless I immersed myself in that culture, uh, I would not have learned them. A cultural divide is a lot like political divide, which is what we've been talking about. And people want to learn about other cultures and beliefs, uh, most people out of natural curiosity. And those who maintain an open mind w will do so. However, from watching local news and, and cable news and national newspapers, which I try to avoid these days, I'll be honest with you, they're, they're not, there's just so much inaccuracies and, and it's not even, I shouldn't even say inaccuracies. There's so much of opinion. There's so much opinion and, and you know what they say about opinion, right, AJ? No. Have you ever heard the saying about opinion? Opinions? No. Okay. Well. They say opinions, cover your ears, little ones. If anybody is listening to my show, that's under the age of, I guess, 13. But opinions are like buttholes, folks. Everybody's got one and they're all stinky. And it's not something that, you know, you got to take with a grain of salt and move on. And what you need to do is search for the facts. You need to search for the facts. Um, and, you know, whether you're right or left or middle or wherever you stand politically, um, the, the, a lot of these headlines are or again, force that instant divide amongst people. And why? Why must you choose? Why can't you just take the information as a fact? Why do you have to be told, hey, you need to, to pay attention to this, and this is the way it is, and this is our feelings about it, and you need to feel the same way? Why is that necessary? You know, it, 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 on the news, a house burns down, right? A house is on fire. The news shows, hey, 44th Street, there was a house fire. It burned down. End of the news story. You know, if there was injuries, maybe say the injuries. Don't broadcast the news and say, you know, well, you know, 
the the whole neighborhood is 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 sad, which is okay. They might be sad, but don't speculate that because Joe, the guy who lived in the house, uh, was a fireman, that Joe should have known better and should have been able to put out the fire on his own, even though he was in the middle of the night sleep. Uh, you know, whatever the story is, it doesn't matter, folks. I mean, you know, you, you see what I'm getting at here, and and, and people can make their own choices and their own decisions based on the facts if they're presented to them. You know, don't present it in a way, and you gotta, there's so, and there, and it used to be a little bit of nuance. They used to kind of put it in there, give a grimace, you know, make a facial inspre- uh, expression, but now it's just flat out, hey, this is how I feel, I'm presenting you the news, and this is the way it is, and this is the opinion along with it. And, and it's, it's, I don't think it's right. I don't think it's right. You know, and wasn't the news supposed to be the news, not opinions? Isn't the news supposed to not have any pre-constructed subliminal agenda baked into it? You know, I don't know. Wasn't that what the news was supposed to be? I mean, culturally in America, maybe it's time to segregate the news from facts. No more freedom of press or pretend, you know, People out there pretending that news is is being protected. If the news wants to be only facts, call it news. If they're only going to present the facts on bias as the way they are, no, you know, opinion, no speculation, none of that. Um, it, it, wrestling, the 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 you know the entertainment wrestling. Uh, there was something called the WWF. Okay. I remember from quite some time ago. And the old WWF, it was the World Wrestling Federation at the time. And from what I heard, they've now they're, they, well, I don't even know if they're still around, who knows, but they had to change their name to WWE, which was World Wrestling Entertainment, right? And from what I understand, and I could be wrong about this, but from what I understand, they had to change their name in part because they weren't really a sport. It was entertainment. It was, it was scripted and it was whatnot. And so they, they couldn't call themselves a sport. And they ultimately changed their name to World Wrestling Entertainment because that's what they were, entertainment. And all of the culture that has made this country so great and we are proverbial melting pot, you know, where, 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 where once people came to this country to find streets paved with gold, I believe one day we will get back to its old glory one day, but not until, you know, we, we go out there and we don't allow people to, to tell us who we are, who we have to listen to, what we have to be. Learn as much about everyone else and everything else. But at the end of the day, as an American, we need to be who we are, stand behind it, not feel sorry for it, and, you know, search out the facts and form our own opinions. We'll be right back after this short break. everyone welcome back welcome aj welcome listeners how is everyone doing today i hope everyone is doing just just fine heading into the new year wow this is what a, what a 2020 right it's been 
It's been a crazy, crazy, crazy year. And I'm your host, Too Clever Mafia. You're listening to the Too Clever Mafia podcast. And hopefully we we help pass the time a little bit for you, make things move a little bit quicker. We're going to talk today about Chapter 3 of our American Slices, Divide and Conquer, Repeat uh, book story. And Chapter 3 uh, is it, all about the state of America today. And the election was was tough. It was tough. Uh, it was a nail-biter uh, on both sides. And we all hope uh, there'll be a smooth transition of power, uh, which has happened since the beginning of our country's history. And it's, it's very, very um, likely that that'll be the situation again, this, this go-around. But uh, I believe America wants to be one strong nation, but... At the end, there's so much greed, the corporate corporate greed, and there's too many people out there that are just out for themselves with no regard to who who or what gets destroyed in their path. When you know, when I say that, I mean the the banks, investment groups, uh, communication companies, media companies, uh, and now all the you know, the social media companies. And once a company goes public on on the stock exchange. It means they always must grow. They every every quarter, every day over day, year over year, quarter over quarter, not in the right order, but you get the hint. Um, they always have to show that growth to their their stockholders, right? And they always got to show those improvements. However, uh, not not necessarily the improvements that the customer wants or their employees want. It, it, it's the improvement. That they just need to produce more money, whatever the cost, and, you know. And by firing people, that produces more, more keeps more money in the bank and, and produces more income because there's less money to go out to pay those folks. You know, by downsizing, by outsourcing, all of that stuff puts more money and it produces more money. And is all at the end of the day, it's good. It, it can be good for the company's stock, but it's not good for people. It, it just isn't. It just isn't good for people, not in the, the people that work for the company. It, it's just not. And as again, I like to use sports analogies once in a while. And I, I have one here that I feel just simplifies the problem. And most sports teams have winning seasons and losing seasons. Some go a long time winning and some go a long time losing. And there, there's never been a team that I'm aware of. Maybe uh, that is just always won and has never lost season after season, year after year. Now, there's been teams that have had perfect seasons. I know, um, you know, there's different football teams and I don't think there's ever been a baseball season with a, a perfect team. But, you know, there's been, you know, but the eventually it, it goes up and down. Eventually, you're going to lose. You, you just can't win everything all the time. It just doesn't work that way. People get old. Just I mean, it, it, businesses change just because their 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 leadership changed, their employee group, their demographic changed. Everything it, it just grows and ages, and uh, we can all guarantee that there will be those changes, and there will be those losses, and there'll be those wins if you try really hard. But you got to work for the wins, but the losses will come real easy, and well, they hit you hard, but they come real easy. And we, we, there's never been, um, as the saying goes, you know, you win some, you lose some. 
in business. You know, you take you, losses, take down Kings, CEOs, and in some cases, entire companies. So this, you know, cannot be allowed in business. They don't allow losses. They, they have no choice, but, and they want to act like it's not a normal process of business, but at all costs. So the conundrum or the mystery for the leaders of our businesses and our corporations is to avoid this loss. But the, the, the fact is loss is unavoidable, unavoidable and, and companies are going to lose money. They're not always going to make the right decisions. Some make poor decisions time and time again. Uh, but that, so that change becomes the catalyst and business needs to change when then they need to stay flexible, right? These businesses, uh, and these are, you know, I'm talking primarily about American businesses, but this can kind of go into any business anywhere. And so these, these big corporations, they go and they buy, uh, smaller companies, they sell small, they sell parts of their, their own company that aren't doing well. They, like I said, they fire employees, they, they outsource and what have you. I ask myself, why? Why is this the only way? Why do the rich need to get richer and richer and richer day over day over day? And then the poor get poorer, if that's a word. I, I, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm not advocating be, being a modern day Robin Hood, but maybe some limits need to be imposed. You know, capitalism is what it is. And the free marketers have their benefits. You know, they do. But does a company need billions of dollars in the bank just sitting there and, and probably making them more and more money? For what? The only thing I could come up with is for the CEOs, the board members, top people in the company like the CFOs, the CTOs, whatever they are, to buy another jet or another island or, uh, get, you know, get some sort of another elite piece of real estate somewhere. I mean, that's it. That is it. So it's an endless struggle to just keep getting more and more and more money once you become a public company. And, and, and you know, there's all kinds of things, but, you know, on the other side of it, some companies will start, some of the big companies too, will start to to create charities. And, and the charities, you know, hardly any of that money gets to the actual cause. It becomes almost a tax shelter and, you know, whatever they call it. Is this the right thing to do? Just because it's, it's, it's illegal doesn't always make it right. There are a lot of companies that do the right thing. Don't get me wrong. They don't expand too far outside of a particular region because they care about the quality of their product and the core of what their company believes in. But maybe, maybe we need to go to a tax for everyone. You know, maybe a business or a personal tax that, you know, everyone just pays the same. Right? Hear me out. So just, we'll just call it tax. You know, at the end of the day, businesses are taxed on profits made and money or money earned, right, from the items they sell. People pay a tax on what they earn. But now we need sales tax, federal tax, income tax, state tax, income tax, city tax, income tax, state tax, you know, tax and tax and tax. I mean, do we need all of that? I mean, it, 
again, it goes to the, the, the complication of things. People get so confused. They don't even pay attention and don't want to argue it because it's such a, a, a tedious and almost never ending argument or, or, or looking into it. And they just say, ah, we'll just go, we'll just go with the flow. We'll just pay a tax on, you know, if you win something, you pay a tax on it, right? You know, the, the person that probably already that gave it to you, you know, you win a car from a dealership. Well, I shouldn't say a car from a dealership because that's a whole nother ball game, the automobile industry and how they finagle all the car dealerships and you can only get a car from an authorized dealership. And well, I'm not going to get into that. But if you win something from someone, uh, that person already probably paid tax on it. But now over a certain amount, you have to pay tax, especially on cash and things like that. You've got to pay tax on your prizes, income tax in some cases, depending on where you are. And I'm not an accountant and I'm not going to pretend to be. But, uh, you know, why are there so many taxes? The simple answer is a lot of politicians are holding their hands out for change, coins. And a lot of corporations and lobbyists and special interest groups are throwing money at each other, literally just throwing the money at each other. You know, this huge cafeteria food fight that keeps uh, everybody else looking in a different direction while they just sit on the corner and fill their pockets with the money. Our taxes. You know, if, if the state of America today, oh boy, if this is the state of America today, I mean, we've talked about a lot, but th these big businesses run everything. And, and, and the, the politicians who make hardly anything are being paid off by these billion-dollar companies because, you know, let's face it, government and politics doesn't pay well unless there's lobbyists and other companies that want to pay them to help uh, further their interests, right? Oh, boy, this is tough. And uh, the more I think about it, but, I mean, this was the, what, the next chapter, but the more I think about it, and it just you can go on and on about it, if this is the state of America today, uh, God help the future generations once the, the, the money printer runs out of ink. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I am your host, Two Clever Mafia, and this is the Two Clever Mafia podcast. And I'm uh, joined by my uh, producer, sound booth guy. Hello. You prefer sound booth guy? Sound booth guy. Okay, good. AJ, over in the sound booth. Uh, and all of you, my Mafians and new listeners as well. And this is going to be my final word segment. Uh, it's it, it's kind of it's going to be the summary also of my book and that we've been talking about today is the uh, American slices divide conquer repeat. I like the uh, kind of a play on words there, but this is about chapter four. We're going to kind of go over a little bit of information. Uh, big city versus big town, and I've lived in a big city, the, the biggest in the world, I think, at one point, and you know I've lived in a small town. I've watched my small town grow to to a, a medium to big town. Kind of like my technology. It was low tech. Now I'm at like medium to high tech. Now I'll say medium tech, right? And then, 
you know, this high tech, which I'm not, I'm not even, I don't think I'll ever get to that point. But over the years, um, you know, things have improved. More and more businesses have moved in, uh, big box stores, you know, all of your, your fancy ones, your, you know, your Home Depot, your Lowe's, your, your, your Best Buys, and all your franchise restaurants, right? You got your Chili's and you got your, you got all that stuff, Outback, you got all those things. You got your car dealerships, every fast food chain you could possibly think of. Not really many high-end restaurants as, as, as one would, you know, I would like. Not when I say high-end, I mean not franchise, just mom-and-pop places that serve good food, quality food. Not much of that anymore, at least where I am. And, you know, I often get asked, looking back, because I have a lot of years behind me, do I like, did I, you know, do I like living in a big city or did I, do I like living in a small town or somewhere in between? And, and well, the big cities in America right now, if you look out the window, it's probably on fire. The, the big cities are burning, folks. And, you know, crime is running rampant in the big cities. The gutters are filled with unfortunately poor and homeless people just trying to survive. Uh, they've been put out of their homes. They can't afford to live. They've lost their jobs or one reason or another. And the government doesn't have the resources or the will to, 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 to help them, to help these folks. You know, they, they, they bunch them all up. It's kind of like they scoop them all up off the curb and they put them in different places. And it's not helping these people. It's not giving them what they need uh, to let them move forward, you know, on their own. Just, just giving them a little lift, you know, just, just pick them up and help them a little, little nudge forward and, and let them go. It's kind of like when you're learning a bicycle, you know, someone's holding on to your bicycle seat and then they let it go and you can learn to balance on your own. Well, that's what these folks need. They need someone to, to grab the back of their seat, lift them up, help them until they can get their balance, you know, for a short distance and then let them go and be successful and, and ride that bike that we call life. Now in the big towns, you don't see, or, or should I say little towns, medium, big, big towns, you really don't see homeless people regularly. Um, and if you happen across, you know, one or more of them, you, you likely have heard stories from other people in your town or town folk that, that you know their, and you know their story. You know, if you, you know, and you know, well, you assume you know why they were homeless. You know, we hear stories that, oh, they just went crazy and, uh, oh, they have a home, but they prefer to live on the streets. And I've even heard stories about a rich, a rich homeless person who was punishing themselves for being rich by living on the streets. Now, whether this is resulting of, from mental illness or they, they really are punishing themselves for living on the street, uh, you don't see a lot of that, you know, in 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 the cities, the big cities. The, the home, a lot of those homeless people are just nameless, faceless people. Maybe you pass them every day going to work, and you drop some change in their cup and whatnot, but you don't know their story. And, and the reality is, we probably don't know any of these individual stories until we actually try to get to know them, right? And try to help them, and find out what the problems are, and try to help other human beings but the, the the big cities i mean they move fast you know the big cities have a lot of traffic um 
So do the small cities and the me- I mean the medium cities, I guess, right? And it always seems it always seems brighter though um, when you're in a big town as opposed to a big city. You know, a big city always seemed to me a little bit cooler, uh, you know, filled with a lot more shadows, probably from the skyscrapers and whatnot. And the big cities to me have always felt dirty. Not, and they felt dirtier when I left them and went back. That's when they really are like, whoa, what happened? Uh, You know, what's all this trash on the street when it's always probably been there, right? And the big city has that smell, that, that, that smell that, you don't smell in the, the, the medium-sized towns and the big, you know, especially if you head down into a subway, you know what I'm talking about. You know, with all the buses and the taxis in the city, you don't need a car, though. For the most part, in a lot of big cities, you don't need a car. And if you did have one, you probably couldn't find a spot to park it in, at least in the cities that I've been to. And I've been from one coast to the other and will hit most of them. Um, and if you... Uh, if you fit in a big city, you can walk to most places. And it would be hard to find, uh, like I said, it would be hard to find a parking spot anyway. And if it did, it probably cost you an arm and a leg. More than you were making if you were going to work in most cases. So, I mean, everybody has their own requirements for where they want to live and what they enjoy and the pace of their lifestyle and and why, you know, and basically just what they're comfortable with. You know, when I was younger, I liked the big cities. I, I thought it was fun. It was fast-paced. I remembered when I was back in grade school, I living in a big city. I, I would just jump on a, a city bus, uh, you know, public transit, and I would go up, down, downtown, back again, with not a care in the world, you know, with my bus pass. And I would, uh, you know, no older than, oh boy, I must have been 10, 11. Who knows? I don't know, somewhere around there. I don't remember. And now that I'm older, though, I do prefer kind of a medium to big-sized town as opposed to the big city because I'm not looking for that fast-paced stuff. You know, I have a, I, you know, I have a simple car. I've got a, a place to park it, free. I enjoy trees and birds and, and parks that have, have always been parks. You know, no more subways and, and, and turnstiles and, you know, bars that you, get, you can't get past unless you swipe your card to to pay the, the fare to get on the subway. Uh, one day, you know, I think, you know, as I get older, I may even want to move to a smaller town, maybe a farm with a couple of chickens and and uh, get up in the morning, sit in a rocking chair with the cliche and have my cup of coffee and just watch the sunrise. And by the end of the day, I'll just be able to watch the sunset. Who knows? Either way, we all need to make sure we're, we're being kind to one another and everybody's uh, got in America has their own their own type of American slice that they they call their own you know everybody likes their their American slice just a little bit differently than the next which is what makes us so great so I'm gonna go watch the sunset and I am too clever mafia and that is all I have to say about that. Until next time, my friends. Take care for now. Bye-bye. Hello, everyone. I bet you thought you were done with me. Well, not just yet. I'm Too Clever Mafia, and this is the Too Clever Mafia podcast. And if you like the podcast that we produce for you, please, it helps us out tremendously if you like and subscribe 
uh, to the podcast on the podcast service that you're listening to. So if you're listening to us on Apple Podcast, like it. If you're listening to us on Google Podcast, Spotify, like it. Wherever you're listening to us, it really does help us out. And you can find us everywhere at Two Clever Mafia. That's T O O Clever Mafia on all the social media platforms. And check out our website, www.twoclevermafia.com. Over there, you can click. We have a link tree set up on there. So you can listen to us anywhere and any way you want. Just click on the link tree link on our website. Boom, you're there. But again, we really do appreciate you listening. And one last thing from all of us here at the Two Clever Mafia podcast, we wish everyone a happy, healthy, and safe new year and a wonderful holiday season with all of your friends, family, loved ones, and enjoy your time off from work. But you need to make sure you're getting ready for a fabulous season too, with which we've got so many guests planned and we have so many new things in store. So don't miss out. Go back, catch up on our old podcast episodes and get ready for a, a unbelievable 2021. And I'm Too Clever Mafia. That's all I have to say about that. 